1: Well, good morning. Welcome to Direct Line. It's Thursday, November the 9th, and we're glad to have you with us uh, in studio all morning long. One of our sponsors, Bean Han. It's been a while, my friend. It has been a while, yes. I'm
2: glad to be here. Thank you. for.
1: Well, it's good yeah. to have you back, and I, I really am excited that today's the day that you're in, because I want to start by talking about what's happening this Saturday. This Saturday is November 11th. It's Veterans Day. And uh, you, being a veteran, you're kind of our go-to on, on these issues. And so I want you just to start by sharing why it's important to have a day like Veterans Day, how Veterans Day may be different from like a Memorial Day, Fourth of July, all-important days, and really, especially for people of faith, why they need to lean into this day and maybe not push push away. So what do you say to that?
2: Yeah, I think it's hugely important. Um you know there there's nothing greater than you can do than be willing to lay down your life right for your fellow man now right. being right. A, being a mother is right. hugely important sure the mo- there's more important things to do leading somebody to Christ is right. more important right however when you are willing to stand on the line and give your life for for this way of life or our way of life that's a uh, tremendously important
1: yeah. yeah and tell your story of serving in the military
2: uh well my my dad was a, a career uh, retired a colonel in the Air Force. Um, I went in the service at 20 years old. Um, I was with the 101st Airborne Division just about my entire time in. Okay, um, and uh, I still miss it. I mean, I've been out for 25 years. Yeah. How and long did you serve?
1: 11 years. 11 years. Yeah. 11 years. Yeah. Man, that's awesome. Yeah. And, and where all were you during those 11 years? Well, like
2: I said, I was at Fort Campbell, Kentucky, stationed, but okay. from
1: there, we, all went, over. we went Yeah. just about yeah. anywhere you can yeah. get. So, yeah. And so, w- were there ever times when you were serving that you were rethinking this? Never. Or were you always all Never. In? Yeah. 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 Never. Not a moment. Yeah. Okay. Now,
2: now, there's moments that you're in a particular place and a particular thing's going on in you wish you were somewhere else in that moment right. on a micro level. Right. But on right. a macro level, no, not not a right. bit. No, no. Leaving the service was one of the hardest things I'd ever
1: done. Yeah. And so how is Veterans Day different than like a Memorial Day or a Fourth of July?
2: Well, I think uh, the Fourth of July is for all of, for, you know, to celebrate America itself. And right. It's independence. Right. Memorial Day is specifically uh, for those who have given their lives. Yeah. And uh, Veterans Day is for everyone who served or is serving. Yeah. Um. Not to say that there's not, you know, there's a lot of pushback when you don't think veterans on Memorial Day and vice right, and versa. Right. But that's, right. That's a ridiculous notion. Right. Uh, there's right. never a wrong time for that.
1: Right. So, um, it's on November 11 because the First World War had that ceasefire. I guess you'd call it armistice, armistice at right. uh, 11:11 on the 11th of November. Right. And so that tradition has carried on. And I know there's going to be uh, remembrances. There's going to be events taking place this Saturday. Um, one thing that I leaned into this year, my kids have moved to the Kansas City area. And uh, I had the opportunity, I think it was back in April, to kill a morning. My daughter was working. My son-in-law was out of town. And I visited the World War One Museum mm. in Kansas City and that's some good stuff right there. Uh, I, I learned a ton. Costs just very little to go in. Very, very well done. I've been to the World War II Museum in New Orleans, which also was just fabulous. Um, I'm afraid that my kids' generation, the younger generations, they may not even realize, you know, why is it on November 11? Right. What, what even was World right. War I? What was World War II? Right. What do you yeah. say to that? Well, yeah,
2: I mean, even scarier. I was reading something the other day. the The uh, percentage of young people who even feel patriotic anymore has dwindled to yeah. Uh, very. That's a scary thing. Well, that's I, a scary because it's going to affect how many people are willing to stand up and fight. And, uh, in my opinion, we're getting closer and closer to have to have a large percentage of our young people stand up and fight or we're gonna yeah. lose what we have.
1: You use that term patriotism. That's almost become a bad word really in has. some circles. Oh yeah. You, you almost have oh, to yeah. apologize oh, yeah. for saying I'm a patriot. Oh, yeah.
2: Flying the American flag has become right. to some groups an ugly right an ugly thing. It's right. it's terrifying to me. Yeah. And some of these are people that are, you know, intelligent people. Yeah. Otherwise. Yeah. But it's uh it's scary.
1: Yeah. It's Steph a- jump in.
3: Well, I'm just listening yeah. because, I, I mean, I think I think you're right. I think our generation is the, maybe the last that listens to the national anthem and gets the goosebumps, and um, this younger generation seems to not really be interested in right. anything patriotic. So,
1: But is that on us? Is that on me? Is that on people? I, I don't know. I'm, I'm asking questions. I, I think, don't know.
2: I think it's because Instagram and TikTok – yeah. Have become bigger influencers than us. Yeah. And that is us yeah. collectively sure. Because yeah. we've allowed it to happen. Yeah. 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 It's a TikTok world. Yeah. And that is that is something.
1: Yeah.
3: I don't know that it's on I mean, we have to take some responsibility, but there are some extremely radical liberal Bro, <laughs> ideologies right. out there right. that for some reason I think younger people find attractive. Yeah. And I'm not sure why that is.
1: Yeah.
2: Well, I mean, it'll offend a lot of people to say, but I'll say it anyway. They just don't know. Right. They just don't understand. It's ignorance. They haven't looked. I mean, they can say I've talked to these people and these, but they haven't looked at evil and seen what it looks like and realized there there is good and there is evil. Right. And you have to pick a side. Yeah. And it's almost faddish. Right. To pick that other side. Yeah.
3: Yeah, I mean, I think about what's happening in Israel. So, yeah. I mean, Hamas is a terrorist group. They're right. evil. They're right? They're a terrorist group that has kidnapped and are holding people hostage. Still. And so I don't understand how really anyone can say I, I'm picking that, that side. Now, is it unfortunate that – yes, it's unfortunate that children are dying and, and people are dying, but that's what war is. Right. And I, I just if, – if someone came into our country – and took our people out and their hostages, I would think they would expect our government to do something. Well,
1: someone did come into our country on September 11, 2001, and yes. killed a bunch of people. Right. And I don't I don't remember the conversation about, you know, when we went into Afghanistan, right. you know, t- too many too many collateral damage deaths are taking place. Again, every life has value. There's no right. doubt about so that. So, Bean,
3: you fought in that aftermath. Were you in Afghanistan
1: or
2: Iraq? No, no, no. I was in before. I was a desert storm. Oh, desert storm. Okay, that's right, that's, uh, right. Uh, that's right. My son was over yeah. uh, overseas during that time. Um, yeah. It's just different. It's yeah. just, they just feel differently. And it surprises me because they have more access. You know, they have more access to the bad stuff that gets in. Right. But to the they, good stuff. Sure. Yeah. They have access to yeah. it. Yeah. But it's a choice not to follow that vein.
1: Right. Right,
2: and that uh, that's that's bad. It's unfortunate. So, Steph, you're
1: me. worship minister. Um, what's the balance for a church when it comes to like you know we're going to recognize veterans, we're going to ask them to stand up, we're going to clap for them. I think that's absolutely appropriate. I, I know I've received pushback. Many times through many ministries, you didn't sing a patriotic song during worship today, or you, you know, didn't bring in the American flag during worship mm-hmm. today. Um, what's the balance, do you think, for a church? I
3: don't know that I'm the best one to answer yeah. that question. Yeah. Yeah. It's typically, I, I always remember Memorial yeah. Day. Yeah, I, yeah. and I, this is terrible <laughs> to say, I often. Forget Veterans Day. Okay. Okay. it's just not on my radar, I guess. And which is sad because my dad was a veteran. Yeah. And I do think it's important. Yeah. So I think that sometimes I don't have a very good balance of it. But I I do think that in the church we should recognize we should recognize good. Right. And it is a good thing that people say, I want to serve my country. Now I don't know that I always pick a patriotic song to sing, right, but right. I think you can do it by words and mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. just recognizing those special mm-hmm. people in the congregation.
1: Beam, what do you think?
2: No, I I agree. I, I mean, I don't think there's a need to you know bring the flag in and salute and all of that. To me, even that might be going a step too far. Right. Um, right. But but I do. I think we're able to worship the way we're able to worship. Because those men and women were willing to do what they were willing to do. Absolutely. that's the bottom line.
1: I've got friends that are going to be with our mission team this Sunday from northeast India. Their ministry is complex in Manipur State. It's been completely turned upside down under the i won't say supervision but the indian government's looking and and given two thumbs up to the radical hindus the the churches have been burned the seminaries mm-hmm. been you know mm-hmm. ransacked homes have been destroyed and you're exactly right that would not happen here you know that, that it would be shut down mm-hmm. and w- we take that for granted I think, you know, Sunday was the international day of prayer for Mm -hmm. the persecuted church. Mm -hmm. And I think a part of that is countries that are free and have freedom of religion. uh, We need to talk about it. We need to thank God for it. And we need to never take it for granted. We need to never say, you know, what's happening in India could never happen here. So anyway, Mm -hmm. well, I think it's an important day and I would just challenge, you know, churches, ministers, church leaders to really think through this and to try to find what I would say is a healthy balance. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I'm thankful for the men and women that have said, you know, here I am. I'm gonna serve. You're exactly right. I, I hope we never have a World War III, but I'd say we're closer to a World War III in November of 2023 than any time in my lifetime. I would agree. When with When you that. look at all that's unfolding, you know, with Ukraine, with Israel, Palestine, Taiwan, mm-hmm. I mean, it's not promising it's in a, a powder lot of ways. King. You know, it's a powder keg. It is. It really is. So and when what, you
2: think about how you know one of the world World Wars kicked off. You know, with a wedding, a dude
1: getting shot. Right. World mean, it War I, right. It doesn't, right. Take, it doesn't take much. Absolutely. It doesn't take much. That's right. That's right. Well, th- those are good thoughts. I'd love to hear what you think. Reach out to me, Greg at secondchurch.com, if you have thoughts. Even if you have thoughts and you think I'm out of my mind or I'm off my rocker. Because um, I do think that these are important conversations to have. And again, you know, thank you to the women and the men that have and are serving in our armed forces. You know, we say it all the time, freedom isn't free. That's a beautiful bumper sticker, but it's true. Mm -hmm. And so with that, let's go to break. When we come back, I want to talk about some second church stuff, some stuff that has happened, kind of give you an update, some stuff that's in front of us. You're listening to direct line. It's Thursday, November the 9th, Greg and Steph with our sponsor, Bean Han. We'll be right back after this.
0: Robinson chiropractic wants you to know that you're never too young or old to benefit from chiropractic care. Robinson Chiropractic can help increase your mobility and range of motion. Plus, regular alignments just make you feel better. Come get acquainted today. Robinson Chiropractic is located at the corner of Vermillion and Poland Road in Danville, also in Hoopston, Westville, and Watsika. Make an appointment today at robchiro.com. That's R-O-B-C-H-I-R-O.com.
1: with a name like Hall of Fame.
3: It's gonna be great.
1: You're listening to Direct Line on 1490 WDAN. All right, welcome back to Direct Line. It is Thursday, November 9. Steph, I've been really bad about the sponsor recognition I want to recognize sponsors every week But a couple times we've been in segment four And you're like well what about the sponsors So we're going to recognize sponsors right now Could not do direct line without some awesome sponsors Who we say thank you to
3: Well obviously Bean is here to represent his team At Hans Tankwash, the Darby family with Sunset Funeral Home Dean and Gina Crandall with Morgan Stanley Bill and Mary Lou Knight with Lakewood Insurance Chris and Dasha Robinson with Robinson Chiropractic And Don and Deanna Witzel with McDonald's
1: And so Bean you have given your airtime to the women's care clinic, which I love because I'm on the board of the women's care clinic. Why are you passionate about the women's care clinic?
2: Oh, I, I think in this time there, there's nothing more important than life, mm-hmm. uh, life, everything starts there or should. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, just like the stuff we were talking about, the lack of respect for you know the patriotism and so forth, the lack of respect for basic life mm-hmm. right. is, uh, that scares me. Smart people, intelligent yeah. people.
1: The state of Ohio, the, state the of red Ohio. state of Ohio. Oh yeah, yeah. No, Constitutionally I protected I know. at this point. Yeah. I know it's crazy. I sent you guys an article, mm-hmm. and I'm not informed enough to talk about it this week. I want to talk about it next week when we've got Chris and Miles here. But there's a case unfolding in Great Britain right now, mm-hmm. where there is a, a child, young child. I, I how old? Do you remember? I mean,
3: a toddler. Toddler. Like. I mean, that
1: basically serious, serious medical issues and a court in UK has said has to come off life support The government of Italy, the papal hospital, the Catholic hospital, um, the papacy, has said, we'll cover all the costs, we'll treat, won't bother you. Mm-hmm. And at this point, as of Thursday at 8.24 a.m., the the government of the U.K. saying, no, mm-hmm. take her off life support.
3: And they've done it before. They have. other children. They have. So, so
1: we'll, we'll follow up on that next week. But I, I want to talk about a couple things that happened last weekend at Second Church. Um, I was a part of a resource rally on Friday hosted by Step Up, 40 different organizations ministries, uh, were gathered together, and it really was like a two to three minute kind of infomercial, this is what we do as a ministry and organization, mm-hmm. and this is what we need. Uh, the only negative is I wish more people would have been there, good turnout, not mm-hmm. a great turnout, mm-hmm. but I walked away thinking, there are a lot of people in this community mm-hmm. that work or serve with organizations that want to help people. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, Danville's always kind of had this complex, and I, I, I throw that out there just to say there's a lot of good. And, um, it it was really encouraging. We're going to put into prints what organizations were there and what they're able to offer. And it's just, it's helpful for churches. I think for city organizations to be at businesses, to be able to say, if you need help with this, here are the resources that are there. I want you to talk about Saturday, Old Testament University.
3: Yeah, Dr. Jody Owens from Johnson University uh, was there, and I don't know what his actual title is at the university. Professor. Just a professor. Yeah. Which, when you think of that, sometimes you think of an old, boring guy. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but jo- Jody is, you know, quite the opposite. Um, just really good, insightful teaching on the life of David, and, not, he, and it wasn't his whole life. He took a couple chapters out of 1 uh, Samuel and um, just really kind of dove deep into thinking about David's motives why did he do what he did and what I think the thing I learned was and I must be dumb because I don't I guess I didn't know this but I didn't realize that back then in those middle Middle Eastern countries that kings would marry women to seal or cement treaties between countries I just thought they were polygamous they wanted to have lots of kids so they could carry on their life have lots
1: of pleasure yeah yeah. Yeah.
3: I, I just I guess I didn't realize that part of it but um, You know, I I liked how he talked about, what was it, that our intentions, sometimes— Mixed motives. We have mixed motives. We want to do things for God, but we have those selfish things that influence why we do what we do. And I find myself there all the time. So you it know, was how many? I don't how many people. Maybe seven. I think we had sixty five on
1: Saturday, yeah, which is a great yeah, turnout yeah. on a beautiful fall morning oh, yeah. when people
3: are really busy. But um, and
1: we had a lot happening. A mission yeah. team had a big event. Mm-hmm. We had like 120, 125 at the Hang junior right. high retreat. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was great. What, what blew me away? I actually was part of a learning retreat with him back in March mm-hmm. where he presented that material and more. You think of what are the first words of David in the Bible? And you think it's uh-huh. David and Goliath and right. it's, you know, the battle is the Lord's, but you go back, the first words of David are before the battle takes place. And he said, what's in it for the man who slays the giant okay, and what's in it for me, what's in it for me, you know, <laughs> yeah. and, 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 yet that can be all of us. You know, I, I told Oasis Tuesday, if he would have offered an invitation back in March, I, I would have probably come forward that mm-hmm. night. Cause mm-hmm. I, I think all of us have to make sure kingdom motives are front and center. And I know I'm guilty at times oh, man, of having mixed motives. Me I really too. am. So we've got some great things in front of us. Talk a little bit about what's going to happen on Sunday afternoon, December the 3rd. You two are going to be a part of a team that is getting us in the Christmas season.
3: Bean, why don't you yes, tell them we, what we're doing? Uh,
2: yes, we have our hymnology that we try to do once a quarter, and this one is focused on Christmas uh, songs, most of them very familiar. A couple yeah. Uh, Maybe not, but our group with Justin and Kent and Dave and Tom and Steph and myself and Bryce on his upright. Yeah. uh, We have a great time. And looking forward to it.
1: Yeah. yeah. And we moved it up. Normally, those are in the evening. Right. We're going to do it three o'clock in the afternoon. Right. That way, if you have Sunday church, Sunday mm-hmm. evening church mm-hmm. obligations, you, you can do both. Mm-hmm. We're going to have some refreshments. Right. Uh, I'm going to tell the story of a couple of the hymns, right. Silent Night right. and O Come All Ye Faithful. And I may have to talk a little bit about O Holy Night. I think have you to. have to. You know?
3: And this time, we're actually people are going to actually hold right. music in their hands. Yeah. Where'd you
1: find those? <laughs> Those are Terry
3: Cunningham who has been cleaning yeah, out closets she yeah. came to me with a box and she said do you want these I said yeah I think we should use them you know I grew up you and I have talked about this you grew up and you said you learned to read by sitting in church looking hymnals. at a hymnal yeah. I learned how to read music by yeah. looking right. at a hymnal yeah. and we have definitely gotten away from that right. do mean, we even
1: have hymnals I don't even I, know there may they all be a gone? couple
3: token ones but okay. I think we gave them all away okay. and I know that is yeah. bothersome to some people yeah. to some listeners yeah. that really is yeah. bothersome to them yeah. and I understand that yeah. so for this Afternoon, we've got we're makeshift. Gonna, we're going to hand you a booklet that has actual written music, and we're going to use that.
1: They look fantastic, and I got to tell you, I had a great aunt. I mean, she's like another grandma to me, but she was the pack rat of all pack rats. <laughs> yeah, and I'm still bitter <laughs> about cleaning out her house after she passed away. There's just so much stuff, but that's a reason that you just shared right there why you don't throw everything away. Right. You know, thank you for Terry for that's finding right. that, that's and right. they they really are neat. It's mm-hmm. going to be a great day. They're kind of nostalgic, and yeah. so really that's kind of yeah. the
3: feel that I think that day we'll have, and we're going to have cookies and hot chocolate. Yeah, and And,
1: you know, this is really not a, hey, come check out us at Second Church, we're awesome. This really, we want it to be really for the community. It's free, but I mean, you've got people from different churches that are going to be a part of it, and I think about an hour probably program, Mm -hmm. and you know, drink some hot chocolate and eat a Christmas cookie and, and be sing on your the way. Old,
3: very familiar hymns. Yeah.
1: Hey, yeah. we're doing a book club drive right. for the I think third year in a row. Pam Sexton mm-hmm. from our book club at Second Church just really had this idea. She'd like to kind of adopt one of the elementary schools in Danville mm-hmm. every year. And mm-hmm. I know we've helped Mead Park, and I know we've helped Mark Denman. This year it's going to be Southwest Elementary. Okay. And so we're just asking people to donate books mm-hmm. on November nineteenth, November. 26, mm-hmm. we're going to give them all away. Mm-hmm. And I just, I love that the book club is saying, we're going to do all the heavy lifting. Right. You aren't going to have to do anything. Just right. get the word out.
3: Are they? Do they have to be brand new books or can they be gently used? I, I think
1: brand new or gently used. Okay. If you know your yeah. toddler's drawing on them <laughs> crayons, probably said, not. Yeah. But right, right, yeah, right. Yeah. So I think that's really cool. Gotcha. And then I want you to say a word about Christmas Eve because believe it or not, it's going to be here before we know it.
3: I know it. How, how many weeks it is? Is it six weeks? About six
1: six yeah, and a half, seven, 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 seven something, something like, like that. that. Yeah, yeah. Well,
3: Christmas Christmas Eve this year falls on a Sunday. Yes, And so typically we always have an evening Christmas Eve service. But this year the leadership has decided we're going to do everything in the morning on Christmas Eve. So it's just our regularly scheduled services, 8, 9, 20, and 10, 45, yeah. both in our auditorium and then 9, 20, and 10, 45 in NextGen. Um, and there will be, I think, children's programming for the little ones, but right. Um, right. older ones will come into the sanctuary with mom and dad. And um, just a real traditional service. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we're, we're thinking of maybe having communion done a little oh, bit, yeah. uh, special, a special communion, a special communion service, yeah. but um, just a good opportunity for our families to worship together and spend the morning together in church. And then when you leave, you have the rest of the day to have family time. What do you think of that being?
1: I think it's a good plan. <laughs> so this is the first Christmas Eve since 2005 that I'm going to have a decision to make. What do I do on the evening of Christmas Eve? Because I've been a part of evening yes. Christmas Eve yes. services. And
3: so what are you going to do?
1: Well, I'm going to go to church somewhere, somewhere you know. Yeah. And um, and one of the things I want to throw out is if I should come to your church mm-hmm. on Christmas Eve, reach out to me, Greg at secondchurch.com mm-hmm. and tell me why. Um, I love the traditional Christmas Eve services. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I've told you this or not, but for a couple of years, me and a buddy would meet at midnight in Decatur and go to midnight mass. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I mean our kids were asleep mm-hmm. Our right. wives were asleep right. And um, it was always a Latin mass So mm-hmm. I had no idea what they were saying <laughs> mm-hmm. But I loved it I just yeah. ate it up So yeah. I don't think I'm too old now To do a midnight <laughs> service But I thought you'd uh, be heading to Kansas That afternoon Well they're heading here oh, My you. My original plan mm-hmm. was to do that But right. they've made the decision To come our nice. way And they have evening Christmas Eve services And can't take off until then right. So yeah no we're going to be here So if you would uh, be able to make a case Why I should visit your mm-hmm. christmas eve service mm-hmm. i'd love to hear mm-hmm. from you mm-hmm. so hey let's go to break when we come back there's two articles that i sent you mm-hmm. and uh, i had to crack up because i think stephanie you misread <laughs> one of the I articles did. uh we'll talk more about that after the break you're listening to direct line it's thursday november the 9th greg and steph with our friend bean Han. we we'll be right back
3: hi i'm linda darby and i'm part of the third generation of darby's to own sunset funeral home in memorial park Since the 1960s, our family has been proud to serve Vermillion County by providing unmatched dedication and personalized service to families. And
1: I'm Ross Darby. I'm part of the fourth generation in our family business. I want to introduce you to Hall of Fame plaques and signs. We promise to provide you with the same level of service at our sign shop that you've grown accustomed to at our funeral homes and cemetery. With a name like Hall of Fame,
3: it's going to be great!
1: Hans Tankwash is proud to support the Women's Care Clinic. Hear now from Casey Griffiths from the Women's Care Clinic.
6: Women's Care Clinic in Danville provides the love and support every woman deserves during pregnancy. All our services are free. Free pregnancy tests, free ultrasounds for pregnancy confirmation, and even free consultations with medical professionals. And that's not all. We offer parenting education, mentoring for moms and dads, and help with adoption planning. We also work closely with many community agencies for all the support our families need. More than anything, Women's Care Clinic offers hope, compassion, and care to our clients of every age and background. We'd love to have you join us. To learn more, volunteer, or make a gift, visit danvillewcc.org or call 217-431-0987. Women's Care Clinic in Danville, changing lives one decision at a time.
7: This is Deanna Witzel with the Witzel Family McDonald's and we are hiring. With great benefits and starting pay up to $14 per hour, we have flexible opportunities to fit anyone's schedule.
4: McDonald's is great for students, moms to work around school schedules or senior citizens. Let us help you make friends in just a few hours a week or anyone who wants extra
7: spending money. With seven locations, McDonald's is close to home. With starting pay up to $14 per hour, career tracks for management, plus great benefits. McDonald's has an immediate job for you. Apply online at McHire.com. McDonald's, we're a part of every community.
1: You're listening to Direct Line on 1490 WDAN.
3: Well, welcome back to Direct Lying. It's Stephanie and Greg with our sponsor, Bean. And so, as Greg mentioned before the break, <laughs> he sent me an article, and I I read it, and I responded to him. Here's how I read. Yes. This is how I this read. This is from WebMD, yeah. very I reputable source. I read that it said marijuana use dramatically decreases risk of heart problems and stroke. And I right. thought, because we're 54, right. I sent your right. text back. Right. I said, why don't we right. get some?
1: Right, right. But the, And, and not, my response was LOL.
3: <laughs> LOL. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) and then about an hour later I sent another text oh wait a minute it says marijuana use dramatically increases the risk of heart problems and stroke I don't want to do that so
1: so. this is meddling on my part and I know there's some people that will not appreciate this but we have become a state and I think even a community in a lot of ways where we're seeing only the positives with marijuana we're seeing the the revenue that's being generated Mm -hmm. we're seeing the freedom that people are able to have and uh, I know that there's this desire to have even more marijuana dispensaries come to our community. I know our city council is wrestling Hmm. with that. And this is not me moralizing. I'm not throwing any Bible verses out, but when WebMD says your risk of stroke Mm -hmm. and heart issues, heart problems dramatically increases, I think you need to pay attention. Mm -hmm. You really do. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the frustrations that I have in the culture that we live is we're being presented kind of like, well, Bean, if you don't want to smoke pot, don't smoke pot, but don't, don't stop me from doing it. Mm -hmm. Steph, if you don't want to eat an edible, don't eat an edible, but don't stop me. Mm -hmm. I think we've got to get the entire story out there Mm -hmm. and you read into this and it should be very sobering for Uh, the people.
3: It's a 34% increase increase in heart failure if you use marijuana daily.
1: Yeah. And, and, you know, it just seems like more and more people our age are experiencing health problems. Uh, I've been to funerals for people our age recently and again, I just think it's something to throw out there into the conversation that when we look at the positives, the tax revenue, the the freedom, we need to weigh all sides. I have people throw out to me all the time how much money's been generated by the state of Colorado. I think marijuana's been legal six years now. Um, You go to the Colorado Sheriff's Association and they tell you the rest of the story about the unintended overdoses that have happened, the children that have gotten into the edibles Mm -hmm. or the brownies and had issues, the increased traffic issues of driving while mm-hmm. intoxicated. Mm-hmm. There's two sides to that story. Mm-hmm. But for whatever reason, we only seem to hear one side of that story. We do. I hope
2: this will highlight for some of those people just how dangerous that it is for many reasons. This is, I mean, this is uh, enlightening for sure. Yeah. Uh, but like you said, the the driving while doing I mean I'm I'm just not a marijuana guy, I never right. have been right. but certainly have been around more than my you right. know more than I wanted to be. Right. And right. I have not seen a positive right. 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 Not when I know some people say it takes care of their pain. Right. And that's all well and good. But right. Right. my every experience with it has been a negative.
1: I will say this. I mean I think for medicinal purposes, people that are dying of cancer mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. a medical mm-hmm. card, I, mm-hmm. I think that's apples and oranges. That that's right. not what we're talking about here.
3: I'm talking about when I come home <laughs> from work and my kids are in the basement and I smell something. I'm right. like, "What in the what world is that?" Right. And right. I find out they're down right. there smoking marijuana. Right. There's right. nothing positive. Right. There's no. nothing positive. Uh, you have. I mean, you own a business. Do you like your employees to come?
1: Oh no. Uh, no.
2: I mean,
3: yeah.
1: Yeah. No. How's right. their
3: work? I mean, well, no. it, it affects no. you. I'll
1: give you this, and and <laughs> owner, a, a business owner that I'm pretty close with. I won't name him because mm-hmm. I don't have his permission. Mm-hmm. He offers. Really well paid jobs. And he told me that he, about a year ago, had a position that he needed to hire, and multiple people came in and they fit every qualification, but they couldn't pass a drug test. Exactly. And a couple of them got angry with him and said, It's legal. Stop moralizing. Mm -hmm. And he said, what we're doing which is a high risk position mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it may be legal but OSHA's not signing off on it right. you know and i okay. think that's the problem with this mindset that's out yeah. there in a lot of ways is Um, So anyway, I'm meddling, but I wanted to meddle with this. It's also a reminder, there are some excellent faith-based recovery programs in our community. Steph, you can find one on Monday night at Hope Unlimited. We had Pastor Ryan and Pastor Doug with us last week. Tuesday night, we're hosting Celebrate Recovery Thursday, you have uh, Celebrate Recovery at Living Waters Apostolic Church, and then Friday night, Grace Community Church hosts Rescue Us. And so if you're out there, you're wrestling. I, I met an awesome young man this week, just really wrestling with substance abuse. <laughs> so glad that he came. And I said, man, just keep coming back, and I hope well, that you will. Well,
3: and marijuana, it's it's a gateway drug. Right, It right. is a gateway drug. Right, so, right, right, You may think it's okay. Right, right. Right. But it, you just don't know how your body is going to respond and the right. choices that you're going to make while right. you're on it. So. Right, right. I He's, think if you're a parent out there and you're, your kid is, get right. the article. And, right. Absolutely. I mean, here's, another, here's another case. Yeah. Just don't even, don't even start. Right. It's another risk.
1: Right. Absolutely. You know, Nancy Reagan got made fun of in the 80s for the slogan yeah. that she kept pushing. Yeah. But, man, she was spot on. Just, just say no. Just say no. Just say no. Okay, second article. Do you guys know the name Ed Young? I did not. One of the more famous megachurch preachers of the Baptist persuasion. Ed and his wife Lisa lead the fellowship church in the Dallas area, and they experienced mm-hmm. what no parent mm-hmm. should ever experience. Mm-hmm. They had an adult child that had struggled with addiction. It sounds like she was just a sweet, sweet young woman, mm-hmm. but um, addiction to pills, addiction to alcohol, had a bender, and they brought her home. You know, they mm-hmm. wanted to help get her sober, and they did that in conjunction with conversation with her therapist, mm-hmm. and then that night, the unthinkable happened. She had a reaction of mm-hmm. some sort, and she died in their home, and they've written a new book just talking about the the process and the pain and all that she struggled with. He was working on his Sunday sermon, working on a sermon on Abraham and Isaac, where Abraham's getting ready to sacrifice his son Mm -hmm. Isaac when it's brought to his attention that his daughter's in distress and, um, basically it sounds like she died in his arms, you know? And, mm-hmm. uh, but I, but I love the fact that they're taking their pain and they're trying to lean in and help people because they're not the only people that have experienced this. They're not the only people that have struggled with this. So Steph, I know you read through that article, anything that you took from that?
3: Well, of course, because I have an adult child, a daughter that struggles right. with addiction, um, right. alcohol. Um, so, and yeah, you, you just go to bed at night hoping, I hope this never happens, but it can happen and it does happen a lot. And what I took away from this article is just talking about how they decided they weren't going to stay isolated and stay in the pain, but they were going to use you know what happened now. Instead of saying "Why me?", they're going to say "What now? What do we right. do with this pain? And how can we help other people?" It sounds like she was a beautiful child. That's what I'm saying. A Christian who yes. loved Jesus and loved the church, and couldn't, and yeah. you know, got addicted because of pain, you know, anxiety, yeah. yeah, pain, yeah. That's many. How many people get started? Yeah, unfortunately. And so, yeah. yes, I have. You know, some people say, "Well, just say no and just quit." Right. And it's I, I can't believe you would you would get into that. A lot of people get into it and they don't mean to. Right. <laughs> I don't right. think anybody m- means to get addicted. Right. And so right. I love, it's a beautiful um, expression that it happen, It can happen to anybody. Yeah. It can happen to Christians and it can yeah. happen to non-Christians. Right. And I like that they, instead of saying, why why me? What now?
1: The book is a path through pain. How faith deepens and joy grows mm-hmm. through what you would never choose by Ed and Lisa Young. It's already, or excuse me, they are New York Times best selling authors, and it's going to be. I a want to get that book, book. and take
3: yeah. it with me when I go to Florida and read yep.
2: it. I think so. it's. Uh, yeah, I mean them, them using that pain for good, and that's a that's a big bold gesture. Mm-hmm. But I think, I mean, we all know that it's not only the person who's addicted that is in the process. Yeah. And you've talked about many mm-hmm. times the group that you're involved with now right. that meet every week. Mm-hmm. And just how that associating with family members who are in all of the different stages, mm-hmm. you know, they just got started recovery or they've been in recovery for years. Yeah. And the help, yeah. you know, yeah. that changed your entire perspective. It did. on that and brought a a calmness and comfort um and the other thing i I, just popped in my mind when you said that earlier was what matthew perry said in 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 an interview Mm. that it is my choice not to take the first one right but after that it's out of my hands yeah
1: yeah we talked about matthew perry last week Mm -hmm. that that's close to home because he's 54 right he's our age Mm -hmm. you know and it's just uh It's a story that keeps repeating itself and praise God for people that are saying we're going public, Mm -hmm. you know, we're, we're, Mm -hmm. we're airing, I don't want to call it dirty laundry, Mm -hmm. but we're airing our story Mm -hmm. and hopefully by us being transparent and vulnerable, it'll help other people. Well, oftentimes
3: I think church world, people think I can't, I can't be open about this. I might get fired if my kid is doing this or I, I mean, I grew up in the Baptist persuasion and it was not really right a cool thing to talk about right. you know hopefully maybe things yeah. are changing in some of these churches and yeah. that's one thing I love about second is yeah. that yeah I mean yeah. we're we're
2: all it's an open conversation yeah. There.
3: Yeah. Messed up people yeah. Yeah. people on staff yeah as oh, well absolutely. as down yeah. you know down yeah. to the, the newcomer who comes for the first time and walks in the door and right we all have issues and like you said oftentimes the issues affect families yeah it, it, it just spreads out and then yeah I don't
1: know well i just i look at jesus i mean Mm -hmm. jesus was just so appealing to people that were prostitutes and Mm -hmm. tax collectors Mm -hmm. like the scum of the earth Mm -hmm. in the first century world and he loved them he never said get back to your sin as quick as possible you know he always called them to change but i think they sensed that openness and i'm i'm assuming there probably wasn't that openness from many religious leaders and Mm -hmm. you know drew Menser for years Mm -hmm called Second Church of Grace Place. And I, I told our Bible study last night, that's a really cool bumper sticker. Our church is a great b- grace place. It's a really cool billboard to say that. It's hard work. It's messy to live it out. You I was know? thinking
3: of Drew Montserrat this week because yeah. it was his birthday, and I, yeah. I, I posted the video, and, yeah. and the one thing he said that I regret that we didn't start earlier was Celebrate Recovery. And here's a man who yeah. was there for how many years? 22 years, and yeah. I mean, his family probably doesn't have a lick of addiction in it, you know. I mean, right. they're the most upright together. people. Yeah, yeah. Now yeah. that's that's being some a, a some a assuming. and right. I, I don't mean to do that, but right. for him to to be open to people yeah. who are struggling, I agree. That's a that's a, a good statement. What the church should be. Yeah, absolutely. You know?
1: So, all right. Well, hey, let's go to break. When we come back, um, I want to talk about some things that I want to talk about. I want to talk about my Chicago Cubs. I want to talk about something really cool that happened at the end of the Illinois football game on Saturday. It's not been a great year for (laughs) Illinois football, but Saturday is a day most Illinois fans will never forget. And I want to talk about a funeral. You and I were at a funeral on Monday. Mm -hmm. um, And, you know, how do you describe a funeral as a great funeral? It was a great funeral in many ways. Mm -hmm. And I want to talk about why it touched me so much. You're listening to Direct Line, Greg and Bean and Steph. And we'll be right back after this.
7: This is Deanna Witzel with the Witzel Family McDonald's and we are hiring With great benefits and starting pay up to $14 per hour, we have flexible opportunities to fit anyone's schedule.
4: McDonald's is great for students, moms to work around school schedules, or senior citizens. Let us help you make friends in just a few hours a week, or anyone who wants extra spending money.
7: With seven locations, McDonald's is close to home, with starting pay up to $14 per hour, career tracks for management, plus great benefits. McDonald's has an immediate job for you. Apply online at mchire.com. McDonald's, we're a part of every community.
1: You're listening to Direct Line on 1490 WDAN. Well, welcome back to Direct Line. It's Thursday, November 9. The morning's just flying by.
3: It's beautiful. Yes. For November 9. It is. I'll tell you. Yesterday. um, Wow. Yesterday
1: and Tuesday were beautiful, beautiful days. Yeah. I think we're getting ready to get cold again.
3: Maybe, but let's enjoy today. That's
1: exactly right. Hey, I want to talk about the Chicago Cubs. They did something I can't (sighs) ever remember happening before. They hired... A manager from another team, the Milwaukee Brewers, while they still had a manager, and then promptly fired David Ross. They made Craig Council, I think, the highest paid manager. I think that's right, Garrett. $8 million a year. And um, I guess my question is, is that legit? I mean, I'm excited. He's a great manager, but... You hire a manager while you still have him? Uh, Shouldn't you fire the manager before you hire a manager? You would think so, but it's the Cubs, so nothing they do is (laughs) surprising. Well, I'll tell you, a lot of my Cub fan friends are just beaming with excitement because they have drawn the conclusion. Craig Council had the chance to go to the Mets. He had the chance to go to other franchises, and they are drawing the connection. He would not have come to the Cubs unless Cubs ownership gave him a commitment They're going to spend like drunken sailors this winter. So we'll see. We'll see how it plays out. But we did that funeral on Monday, and I didn't have my phone on for like five hours. And I get back, and I've got like 25 text messages, Facebook messengers blowing up. All my Cub fan friends are just... The
3: poor guy, though, that was still on staff. And and he was their
1: guy. He was like one of the World Series heroes from 2016. And Where's he going? Uh, I don't know. You know, I don't know. I mean, he he wasn't making nothing, so I'm sure you know a career as a major league baseball player and a couple million dollars a year to manage. He's going to be okay financially, but honestly, he'll probably end up with another team. Would be my guess. So that's number one. Number two, it's been a hard year for my Fighting Illini football guys, and I really love. We got a couple Danville kids that play for Illinois, Caleb Griffin and Julian Pearl, and they were at Minnesota playing on Saturday, and it looked like it was going to be the same story that had played out the week two weeks before against Wisconsin where they led and then they gave up the lead late and there were turnovers and being it's fourth and 11 and they're at their own 15 and there's a minute and a half left and on that third down play their quarterback is injured so the backup has to come in the backup who has not played a snap the whole day. Next three plays, he's three for three on passing and throws a 46-yard touchdown, and they just stun Minnesota. We had some of our church members that were there. I saw that. So Deanna was there. Deb was there. (laughs) Tina was there. They were cheering them on. But here's the really cool thing. Do you know the last name of this backup quarterback?
4: Paddock. Hmm. So, you know, we
1: got our guy, Daryl Paddock. Is he related? He was. They are not related, but um, John Paddock has connections to Illinois football. His great-grandpa, his grandpa, and his uncle had all played for Illinois previously. Mm. He was the starting quarterback for Ball State over in uh, central Indiana. Gave up the chance to come back for a final year to be their starting quarterback, to go to Illinois Mm. to have a chance, didn't win the job but stepped in, and this will be an iconic moment in the history of Illinois football. Were you watching so, it? Um, I was watching it, but I was like 15 minutes delayed because okay. mm. I'd been doing some church yeah. stuff. And so, again, my phone starts blowing up, yeah. and I'm like, this is either really good <laughs> or really bad. <laughs> so I hurried up and fast got, forward and got well, to see exciting. it. So It
2: was. It yeah. Sounds yeah. like yeah. that. The NFL team this past Sunday was it the Vikings? Yes. That they're, yes. he got hurt, and so yes. Ross, a guy named yes. Ross, nobody yeah. ever heard of. Right. He right. didn't even know who he he was throwing the ball right, to Right. He said, "Don't ask me those yeah, names. I have yeah. no idea. Who yeah.
1: Else. I'm just looking for the jersey. <laughs> and That's just right. Created magic. Yeah. It was really yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. I love stories
3: like that. So or, that the lesson is to stick with it. Hang so, in there. I mean, That's right. You want to just uh, turn it off. This is no good. Well, That's not, like not a good that, life lesson for this John Paddock. I mean, he could be sitting
1: there saying, "I'm the biggest idiot in the world <laughs> to walk away from a starting position hmm. to go to a bigger school and try." But he got his opportunity Mm -hmm. and he shined like a star. And I'm not kidding you. Illini football fans will be talking about this Mm -hmm. for for decades Mm -hmm. to come. I want to talk about the funeral. So I have a a really special couple Mm -hmm. that I've gotten pretty close with. Mm -hmm. Dave and Diane, they're from the the Hoopston area. Mm -hmm. They come to our Tuesday morning Bible study. They're involved in one of our connect groups. Uh, They're at church with us. Some They they also support uh, a church in the Hoopston area. Mm -hmm. But they came up to me in May after Oasis. Mm -hmm. They had tears in their eyes and they said that their 43-year-old son had been diagnosed with late-stage pancreatic cancer. Mm-hmm. Now, Their son, Alex, I didn't know any of this. He's an incredible videographer, mm-hmm. and he had worked in Division I football for mm-hmm. 25 years. Oh, wow. He'd been at Arizona State University and had won like national awards and conference awards, and um, he, he passed away on October mm-hmm. 20, and so they planned the celebration of life, and three of his friends, all who were older than him mm-hmm. but had worked with him, came in and shared, and um, Duke, my man Duke, had a lot of passion, <laughs> the yes, guy that did. spoke Class. But what probably touched me the most is the coach that he worked mm-hmm. with for many of those years, Todd Graham. Now, this is a division one, former division one football coach has made millions of dollars coaching football. Mm-hmm. He flew in, mm-hmm. uh, came, spoke, and he talked about some of the victories, you know, going to South Bend and upsetting Notre Dame twice mm-hmm. and and his Final point, as he was wrapping up his eulogy, he he rattled off four or five of the greatest moments and he said, the greatest moment I experienced is when I baptized Alex mm-hmm. in May of this year, mm-hmm. following his cancer diagnosis mm-hmm. and yeah. man, I'm wiping the tears away yeah. uh, thinking yeah. I hope yeah. I don't have to go up on stage anytime soon. Yeah. So I love compelling stories mm-hmm. and it just spoke a lot of Alex Hodge mm-hmm. and the impact that he had made that these three gentlemen, one was from Tulsa, one was from Houston, one was from Dallas. Mm-hmm. Came in, you know, on their own mm-hmm. because they wanted to pay tribute, mm-hmm. and it really, really touched. I know the Hodge family, mm-hmm. and it was pretty inspiring. So he
3: grew up in church, grew up in a Christian family, right? Right, and decided I got to make sure, yeah. And yeah. that coach Well he
1: called the coach And said I'm in trouble I'm in trouble Yeah That's what, mm. And he didn't trouble. wait You know right. And
3: They got in the truck Drove yeah. around And yeah. pulled in the coach's yeah. driveway And they prayed right there and yep. To make sure Yep That's strike. right And he said I think yeah. He was a believer Yeah But, he, but just, he didn't want to
1: Take any chances He said That's I'm in exactly trouble exactly right And I then it to was, baptize him Was yep.
3: pretty spectacular I, I thought
1: it was so. really cool yeah. I thought it was a great day So Well man it's been A great morning Absolutely Thank you for having me Anything you want to tell us About Hans Tank Wash Hans Tank Wash is busy okay (laughs) well that's probably good people are eating well okay (laughs) okay
2: (laughs) (laughs) tell us
3: real quick what kind of trucks do you Wash.
2: Food-grade tankers that hold anything you eat. Wow. I mean, we, They we come to them. you, and you clean them out. They come to us, and we clean them out. Okay. When I first
3: yeah. met him, he yeah. would bring me these big things of chocolate, oh. hunks of chocolate, because oh, wow. you would get these chocolate trucks that the, yeah. ch- the chocolate would be like solid, and you'd have to pick it out or whatever. Yeah. You haven't done that for a long time. No, yeah. We, yeah. Got <laughs> <out> <laughs> we got out of the chocolate business. <laughs> gotcha. We got well, out good around. deal. Gotcha. Well,
1: Bean, I'm so thankful <laughs> for your sponsorship of Direct Line, <laughs> and I just love the fact that you have given your commercial time time Mm -hmm. to bless the Women's Care Clinic. Mm -hmm. It's a ministry that's just crucially important right now. You know, we live in this era where... You know the battle for life, man. It's just ongoing. You know it really is, and they're on the front lines. And you know people will say, you know, I wish you cared about more than just the unborn. The women's care clinic does. You know they're mm-hmm. helping mothers, they're right. helping fathers, they're helping people that made the decision to have abortions and sure. then are struggling with right. that. So right. thank you thank for you. your. Well, I thank
2: you guys. Uh, what you do is wonderful. It's a uh, who thought who'd have thunk it. Yeah. Who would have thunk it? Yeah. It was really good.
1: And
3: thank you for your service well, to our country as well. Amen. I appreciate that. That's, it, right. Thank
1: That's you. right. Well, hey, for the good news segment, I got to play hooky for part of yesterday mm-hmm. and go to Champagne and take my mom, Dorothy, out to lunch. Mm-hmm. Little Longhorn Steakhouse. Mm-hmm. I've never been to the Longhorn Steakhouse really? in Champagne. It was good. Ooh, they are really, good. really well put together. Mm-hmm. Great service. But, you know, I'm so thankful my life was forever changed when my mom and dad, in 1968, learned they couldn't have children. Mm-hmm. They said, we're going to lean into adoption. Mm-hmm. and and uh, I have no idea where I'd be mm-hmm. if it wasn't for Jim and Dorothy Taylor. So I'm forever thankful. It's just a reminder: adoption changes lives, right. you know. And I saw a stat that said, you know, average adoptions cost you know twenty five to thirty thousand mm-hmm. dollars. Abortions cost three hundred fifty four hundred dollars. We got to change that. Mm-hmm. So,
3: and Bean, you've adopted kids, yeah, so yeah. you've already done stuff. that as well. Yep.
1: Well, on behalf of Steph and Bean, this is Greg and Garrett, the sound guy, mm-hmm. saying thanks for listening to Direct Line. We'll see you next week.